This is the Illinois Nutrient Loss Reduction Strategy Podcast, Episode 60, the NLRS, Nitrogen Applications, and Crop Insurance. I'm University of Illinois Extension's Todd Gleason. Now, for those of you that split apply nitrogen or that have been thinking about post-planting applications of nitrogen but are worried about the risk related to weather, there is a crop insurance pilot program that covers all the counties in Illinois, all the counties in Iowa, and many of the counties in the surrounding states, including Indiana, Wisconsin, and others. It's called PASTE, or the Post-Application Coverage Endorsement. And for those states that have been working towards a nutrient loss reduction strategy, that includes both Iowa and Illinois, this is part of the solution package to help farmers to put nutrients in the ground when their crops are growing and need them most and to be used more efficiently by that crop. Megan Dwyer is with the Illinois Corn Growers Association, and Gary Schnitke, of course, is with University of Illinois Extension and the Farm Doc team. They put on a webinar a couple of weeks ago related to PACE, and I pulled some excerpts for you to listen to today. We'll start with the corn growers, Megan Dwyer. Wanted to give a little background, a little context, especially why Illinois corn is interested uh, in the post-coverage post-application coverage endorsement. Uh, hopefully you're familiar with the nutrient loss reduction strategies that many states in the Mississippi River Basin have trying to target the reduction of nitrates and phosphorus entering the Gulf. And in Illinois, we found um, that the nitrogen application timing can have a big impact on that. And when talking with our members, we found that the number one reason more farmers are not split applying their nitrogen is for the fear of not getting that that application made. And so we went and worked together to say, how can we overcome that risk? What can we do to, to help with that? And that's where really the idea and the premise of PACE came from. And Gary's gonna really dive into what this does and how it can help a grower. But we're trying, again, to find ways that look at both the environmental and economical impact of nutrient loss and think that PACE can really help with that. With that, uh, I will turn it over to Gary and then we will both be here to help answer questions. Again, feel free to throw them in the chat. Again, you're listening to excerpts of a Farm Doc Team webinar. You can find the webinar at youtube.com backslash at Farm Doc. Look for PACE. PACE, by the way, makes payments if post-plant nitrogen application is prevented by weather. Here's Gary Schnicki with more. So what PACE will do is provide payments if you cannot apply nitrogen after planting because of weather-related event uh, reasons. So it has to be weather-related. It can't be, for example, not having access to nitrogen or some other means. It has to be weather-related. That's the same with all crop insurance products. This is an endorsement and you, to, to the combo product. So we are simply here following the rules associated with making payments on crop insurance claims that are through RMA. The way PACE will work is that it is like an event insurance. It is like hail insurance. What will simply matter is uh, in the determination of whether you get a payment or not is whether or not you've been able to apply nitrogen after planting. Final yield also does not matter. So it doesn't matter if your yields were uh, at APH or below APH. What does matter is that you were not able to apply nitrogen after planting because of weather-related 
reasons. APH, and you'll know this if you use crop insurance products, stands for actual production history or yield. Case is a lot like an event insurance. It is an event insurance, and it's sort of like hail. You will get paid if you buy hail insurance and you have hail, and the final, final, uh, final yield does not matter. To be eligible for PACE, you have to have one of the combo products, um, RP, RP with harvest price exclusion, YP, yield protection. It isn't uh, uh, available for the area products or margin protection unless you have bought the underlying RP, RP, HP, or YP. So it's an endorsement to RP or one of the other R, uh, combo products. PACE is a, 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 a pilot project and it's available in all counties in Illinois, Iowa, most counties in, in Wisconsin and Minnesota, and then some select counties in Michigan, Ohio, Indiana, Kansas, Nebraska, South Dakota, and North Dakota. It is for the non-irrigated practice. So, uh, to be eligible for ACE, you, if PACE, you have to have non-irrigated corn in one of those pilot products. I am now going to give you an example of how PACE will work if we, for one particular county. And we are going to go to, to uh, LaSalle County, Illinois, and we're going to use uh, parameters in determining PACE, the premium for PACE, and then what it will pay for this LaSalle County, Illinois example. We're going to use a projected price of 480, 220 bushels per acre yield. That's our trend adjusted APH or what we're setting guarantees at. So a farmer will have till March 15th, which is the deadline for all crop insurance products in those, that region for, for, for corn and soybeans. Farmer will decide uh, by March 15th whether they will take pace or they will not take pace. Again, it's a uh, it's an event insurance. It's an endorsement to RP. What a farmer will do is is report the total nitrogen to be applied the this year and a post application percent. Let's say that's 40 percent. So if you're applying 200 pounds of actual N during a year, 40% of that would be 80 pounds. So in this example of 40% and 200 pounds, it would be 160 pounds before uh, planting, 80 pounds or 40% after planting. So given that post-application percent, uh, a person will have a choice of whether it, the unit is enterprise, basic, or optional. That will in, impact premiums, and we'll discuss how that impacts premium. But let's say we've accept, uh, taken a 40% uh, post-application percent. So 40% is the amount of nitrogen we post-apply. We then have one other decision, and that's the PACE coverage level. And that PACE coverage level can range from 75% to 90%. I'm going to go back here. A 75% has a farmer paid premium of 95 cents. 
a farmer pay premium of at a 90% pace coverage level has a $2.33 premium. As you increase the coverage level, you increase the pace indemnity when it happens. We're at a 75% coverage level. We would get a pace indemnity of $48 per acre if we are not able to post-apply nitrogen. If on the other end, we make a 90% coverage level uh, selection, we would get paid two or we would pay a premium of $2.33 per acre and get an indemnity of $57 if we are not able to apply nitrogen after planting. So in my 90% example, we would have a farmer pay premium of $2.33 and we would get paid $50 or the indemnity would be $57 if we cannot apply nitrogen. That $57 could go up if, we're, if our harvest price is greater than the projected price if we have selected RP. RP has that guarantee increase in it and that guarantee increase will impact that pace and in, in indemnity. That's Gary Schnitke, agricultural economist here at the University of Illinois from a FarmDoc webinar. Here's the short version of what he just said. If the farmer has signed up for RP or revenue protection crop insurance and taken the PACE endorsement and was unable to apply nitrogen in the prescribed window and then the payment at 90% in this particular example is $57 unless the harvest price for the RP crop insurance product has gone up, in which case there will be a new factor involved in the calculation. One other note here is the unit choice will not influence per acre payments. If you're looking at this, the per acre payment is $57 per acre that's not, you can't apply, uh, whether it's an enterprise, basic, or optional unit. The only thing the, uh, Enter the uh, unit impacts is the, the the premium, and again, that's because of the uh, the uh, the uh, the subsidies involved in these three basic products. There is a question that kind of fits in right here. Um, the question is about on how the payments are triggered, and does this work similar to like a pasture product where a payment just automatically goes to those with the policy, or does a claim still have to be filed, and how does that process work? That's a good question, Megan. Um, actually, it, it isn't like pasture. It is, farmers have to initiate that claim process. So, um, you know, uh, one of those rainfall index, pasture index products, all, all that has to be done is to be looked at uh, the weather index and then payments occur, are occurred. This is not the case here with with the PACE product or post-application product. It's more like hail insurance. Hail insurance, a, a farmer would have to initiate the king aim process. Same thing here with, uh, with PACE. The farmers would initiate the claim process and they would indicate the number of acres that they could not uh, uh, post-apply. There are a couple of checks that happen when a farmer initiates the claim process and in the actuarial documents, there is a window listed when post applications are typically made and those vary by county. 
So, and they will also vary by planting date. Take, for example, you plant corn on May 1. The post-application window listed in the actual documents are from June 1 through June 22nd. The reason why that's important is not because a farmer cannot apply before or after those dates. They can, but that's the window in which uh, adverse weather will be checked. Farmers, and again, let's say we planted on May 1, there's a window listed in the actual documents from June 1 through June 22nd. Farmers can apply uh, post-apply nitrogen before or after those dates, but crop insurance companies will be provided weather analytics for between those dates. And this claim will receive more scrutiny if weather analytics indicate that their adverse weather did not exist between those planning dates, or excuse me, those, uh, the, the, those application dates. So, there was no rain between June 1 and June 22nd, and there's a, a, a place claim that is going to re receive a bit of scrutiny. In a sense, uh, PACE will be, it will be very much like prevent plant in its application. And uh, if there are no other prevent plant came, claims in area, the one prevent plant claim will receive scrutiny. All right, Megan, is there any other questions that sort of fit at this point? Or should we just keep going? That That's we have another question that kind of fits now, um, and you, you've kind of touched on it, but maybe re-explain. Um, re so the question is about um, how your, you know, your pre-plant application or at planting application, how that percent is um, determined and how that potentially is proven then on what you're applying pre versus post. So there's a number of ways of, of uh, in the document for 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 proving that uh, receipts are one of those, and a nitrogen plan is an is another not, another one of those those items. There we also have an article on FarmDoc January 18, 2022, which goes over this in detail. More is in detail. One other piece of, uh, piece of further information is on the PaceCropInsurance.com. Megan, do you, have you been looking at the... At I the... have. We've got a few that have come in. Um, so we'll go back to the earlier questions here that we haven't addressed yet. Um, considering the increasing impacts of climate change, what specific strategies or provisions does the PACE policy include to mitigate risks associated with that extreme weather events like shifting climate patterns? And so I think that's part of it, um, knowing that the fear exists on when we can get that split application made, knowing that applying the nitrogen closer to when the corn needs it is more, um, more efficient and so really this whole this whole policy this endorse this um, endorsement was developed to help cover that risk knowing that we might see heavier rainfalls that could prevent that application or things of that nature and so really um, pace is looking to do just that and help you um, use an insurance policy to protect the risks there on what we are are seeing with changing uh, weather patterns and variability anything you want to add to that gary no um uh, uh... In general, if you're trying to mitigate mitigate uh, climate uh, 
impacts in agriculture, applying it closer to when the night the plant is being used will generally have that impact. So post the paste product in some senses encourages uh, that that plant that applying closer to the time when the, the plant will use it. Sounds good. Our next question. Does the PACE policy explore the concept of community-based risk pools where farmers within a specific region collectively share risks and resources, fostering a sense of community resilience? Well, I would say uh, this is an individual policy, so not specifically. That's, a, that's an interesting uh, uh, question. Not specifically, although if you look at it, the, the chance of not making an an application are geographically determined. It's whether for a geographical region that goes into that calculation, we will see those rates differ. So it's it's not community-based, but there are geographical considerations going in on in the rating of the policy. How does the PACE policy incentivize or reward farmers for adopting sustainable or environmentally friendly agriculture practices aligning with global trends in sustainable agriculture? And I would say that the PACE policy is one of those tools in the toolbox. We know that barriers exist for seeing scalable conservation adoption on the farm, um, and anything we can do to help remove those barriers and reduce that risk is going to be a positive uh, for seeing an increase in those practices being done. And so um, while the PACE policy doesn't directly incentivize that practice, it definitely helps the risk and hopefully takes away one of those barriers and those reasons why a farmer would not um, choose to, to do this application. All right, um, let's see. Uh, another one here, how does the PACE policy align with precision agriculture practices, leveraging data from sensors, drones, and other precision tools to enhance risk assess assessments and provide more accurate coverage? Um, I think that's, again, um, you know, the policy does not exclude different application types of, of nitrogen as long as we're on that um, non-irrigated corn acre in those those counties that Gary showed on that map. Um, so I think, you know, being able to use that technology and again, just having another uh, a piece out there to protect that investment and, and making those more economical, economically driven decisions. I would suspect that precision agriculture also drives you more towards post-application percent, particularly if there's some weather, uh, weather-related uh, information in that uh, decision. And if there are risks, we, we mitigate those, or we mitigate the risk of waiting, uh, of financially waiting with uh, this product. Um, this one really, I think, is a little more general uh, to crop insurance, but it was asked, considering the increasing importance of cybersecurity in insurance in the insurance industry, what measures are in place to protect sensitive data within the PACE crop insurance policy framework? I don't know, Gary, if you've got any answers to that. I don't have anything to say in particular about PACE. I would say that uh, security is a big concern and I'm in our AIPs that are in the crop insurance industry do take that seriously. So, and, and that would apply to everything, anything, any, any product that they have. Uh, security is obviously one of their big concerns. Sounds good. Does the indemnity payment from PACE and the underlying MPCI indemnity offset each other or do you get 100% of both? 
So you get a hundred percent of both. So the 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 pace indemnity does not count in the the uh, calculation of the underlying RP RP HPE or YP product. So you could you receive a pace indemnity and then also receive the full underlying RP or combo product indemnity. They don't offset each other. So they're completely in independent. You could have an RP claim and not a PACE claim. You could have a PACE claim and not an RP claim. The only requirement is that the PACE indemnity can't exceed the deductible. That's University of Illinois Agricultural Economist Gary Schnicki. He was joined by Megan Dwyer from the Illinois Corn Growers Association for a farm doc webinar, which you can see in its entirety on YouTube. Just search out youtube.com backslash the at sign farm doc and then search out PACE, P-A-C-E, which stands for post-application coverage endorsement. It's part of the crop insurance decision that farmers will be making by the 15th day of March. You, of course, have been listening to the Illinois Nutrient Loss Reduction Podcast. It's produced in conjunction with Nicole Haberbach and Rachel Curry. I'm your host, University of Illinois Extension farm broadcaster, Todd Gleason.